0: Hello and welcome to uh, episode five of From the Hangar. We're already on our fifth episode. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan, uh, and you might notice something slightly different about uh, today's episode and today's set. Uh, you might actually be seeing some people working on some of these airplanes behind us. Uh, that's because one of the beauties of being at MAF is uh, these are working hangars. These are actually like, where people are coming to do their work, and um, we're doing some some maintenance on the other side, and so what you'll see is uh, maybe some more training uh exercises training activities uh going on behind us if you see some people that's pretty neat right i think it's pretty cool um so just wanted to let you guys know if you are are listening to this episode you might hear some um background noise or external audio or whatever uh just know that that means that there's some really cool work being done on some of our airplanes and doing some training and things to make sure that uh, yeah isolated people can be impacted uh, by the love of jesus Today's episode uh, is one of the episodes, just speaking 100% candidly, that as we were coming up with this project, uh, I had this specific title, if you will, uh, on the list as like a priority title. And one of the reasons I say that is because I think that this is such an important piece of the ministry of MAF, and it also makes us... really unique um, from what, what I can see. So uh, today's guest is Heidi Blomberg. Heidi is the director of Member Care, and I'm so excited to be able to uh, unpack a little bit of what Member Care is, uh, who she is, and just kind of that that role that we have. So with that, Heidi, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate thanks. it. It's good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you uh taking time i know you guys have done mm-hmm. um a retreat recently and, and you and your team are traveling often so i appreciate mm-hmm. you taking uh, a little bit of time to hang out and, and share some stories so, yeah this will be good yeah hopefully mm-hmm. well here's helping no guarantees <laughs> i like how she said this will be good before we even get started <laughs> right. um with that yeah yeah I appreciate that um with that i'd love for you to just introduce yourself who is heidi blomberg
1: heidi blomberg um I'm Heidi Blomberg. I am the (laughs) director of Member Care. Um, Got that right. (laughs) I've been in this role for about four years now, and but my husband and I have been in the organization for 15 years. So um, I joined into the MAF family. My husband grew up as an MAF kid, and so he's yeah he's been in it since it's pretty much his whole life. And we now have three kids. We've lived in about four different countries together through our MAF career, and and recently found ourselves back here in the U.S.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember um, when we got the like internal email announcement that you were coming mm-hmm. back, and obviously it was a name that I was familiar with, having mm-hmm. worked uh, within the organization at that point for a little over a year and almost two at that point. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cool that now you're back, and that's since uh, 2019, right? You're over four years. Now? I think
1: I've been four years in the role. We've been three years back in the U.S. Awesome. So, awesome. yeah,
0: that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, member care. What yeah. is member care?
1: What is member care? I mean, the purpose statement of member care member care i would say in maf looks at the whole family mm. so we want to care for kids we want to care for spouses and we want to care for the the primary role holder and we start working with kids from i think the age that they're six when they leave and four to debrief when they come back and mm. so member care itself our department is divided into three different departments so we have adult member care We have third culture culture kid member care, and then we have education. So the staff kind of intermixes in that. That doesn't break up as evenly. But we look to help all of our staff members flourish kind of as image bearers of Christ. So Mm. we want to support them through educating them, through equipping them, through um, just encouraging and engaging them, giving them Mm. skills to yeah, like I said, just flourish on the field. Um, within education, we support homeschool families mm-hmm. and we support um, teachers who are actually on the field teaching the children. Um, and we do any extra extra learning support that need that is required for families who cool. um, need some affirmation or just need extra support for the learning of their mm-hmm. kids. As far as our TCK, our TCK is the third culture kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, our TCK ministry or service is... Um, about half of those actually live stateside right now, and half. I think there's up to I think we have uh, 96 oh. TCKS within MAF, which is really cool. That's
0: a lot. That's yeah. a lot of kids to yeah. be.
1: It's a lot of kids thinking about, yeah. and in
0: so many different cultures and cultural places that they're yeah. operating in. Yeah. Sorry. No, Continue. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so that's I think when right now what people get excited about within member care is sort of the work that we're doing with some of the TCKS, yeah. um, and just wanting kids who join the organization with their families to realize this is part of their story too this Mm. isn't just something that their parents have signed up to do and they're getting dragged along we want them to have some ownership we want them to kind of understand the process what does it look like to go through transition what does it look like to say goodbye to something Mm. that's really familiar and then say hello to something really unfamiliar Um, how do you learn a new language you know you begin to enter a place where you look different than everybody else um you're where you've come from is just completely different. And how do you begin to have a context for understanding Mm. um, who God is in all of this? So we have two staff that are dedicated just to working with TCKs and that looks, I mean, how that plays out with younger kids is there's specific training that we do at two different times before families head overseas. So first in candidacy and then also in orientation. So those are two weeks where we just spend, you know, every day while their parents are in training, um, our staff are in training with the kids. Mm. Um, yeah, just having conversation, yeah. going through different, um, curriculum that we've developed. Um, and that's all pre-field cool. um, building relationships so that even when they are overseas, our yeah. staff are actually continuing to stay in touch with them. They have phone calls. Um, they, we do field visits and they're engaging through field hmm. visits and, um, and then when they come home on furlough we also do a two day debrief with the kids cool. and so helping them process what what was that like um, what's it like to be overseas in your home how do yeah. you feel about this um, you know what are you yeah what are you falling in love with what are you missing i don't know yeah. all kinds of yeah know, it's it's a full the full gamut and then there's the adult member care which includes that i mean there's preparation um, there's been a huge focus recently on uh, building relationships with with candidates and new hmm. MAF staff before they head to the field. Like yeah. we're building relationship, building trust so that when they do hit the field, um, they already know who we are. Yeah, and there's a totally. sense of like, Oh, I, I can call Heidi. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Um, and so we build those relationships through regular conversations, through something we call five conversations. Cool. Um, and it's, Five conversations. (laughs) I Um, hope it wasn't like six conversations. I know, that would would be be the worst
0: (laughs) thing that you could do. Holy cow. Um,
1: (laughs) So we have these five conversations with the group that you went through candidacy with. Hmm. And um, yeah, and then we're just intentional about remaining in touch with people while they're on the field. Um, And and then, yeah, kind of the same thing the debrief when they come back. So those are part of it. We do field visits. I mean, we have people right now who are in Indonesia, we have people Hmm. that are headed to Lesotho and DRC in the next couple weeks. Um, I want somebody else who's headed to London to do some networking with MAFI. Um, so that's a, that's a piece of, 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 of member care. Um, just really wanting to empower people to be engaged where they're at, um, so that they can thrive in community and, and be authentically themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, when I, when I first started MAF and I heard about member care, I was like, man, that is such a unique piece of the ministry, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. it, um, it feels very, um, different from the rest of the organization because it's so yeah. tied into, um, making sure that the staff is healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such yeah. a cool, um, piece of that puzzle. And, and I also just love the fact that like, I would imagine having never been on the field, uh, in a service position like that, like, mm-hmm. I would imagine that when you get there, you're like, at some point, maybe questioning, what have I done? There's, There might be this level of like, mm. did I make a mistake? Like, like <laughs> this is so much harder than maybe I ever expected it to be. Mm. And maybe in ways I didn't think it was. And so for mm-hmm. you guys have those relationships beforehand so that yeah. when those moments hit, They have a familiar face instead of being like, hey, we're like this third party member care, call us if you need us. Yeah. Instead, you already have built that relationship with that trust, whether it's with a kid or whether it's with uh, a staff member or spouse or whatever that is. So that's really cool. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. And all of our staff have lived overseas. Cool. Mostly with MAF. There's a few that have worked with other orgs. But so there is that sense of, Of experience, Um, and yeah, like even in our team currently, we we we've lived in all of the regions where we currently work. We have people who are career staff. We have people who are associate staff. We have people who've been short term staff. We have Hmm. career associate staff. (laughs) Like there's just the full gamut, and so it feels like it gives a broader perspective and understanding of what might somebody experience or what might somebody be wondering about when yeah. they head overseas and how they experience it?
0: I think too, like when you think about like the personalities of staff, right? Like mm-hmm. so you so can different. put 12 people in the exact same situation yeah. and it's going to be 12 different experiences yeah. that those people are having. And so to have yeah. that like holistic view from member cares perspective yeah. of being able to be like, no, we get it. We've served in Africa or we've served in mm-hmm. Indonesia and, and to have that experience is really cool. Yeah. I'd love for you to get into, um, what makes a TCK a TCK? Because when I first started MAF, I had never heard the term third culture kid or the TCK. I've always just mm-hmm. thought, oh, you come from the States and then you go to the place that you're serving and it's two culture kids and not three. Like, what yeah. is a TCK?
1: Oh, so I have three of them. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. and I'm married to one. So I was told <laughs> well, that that makes me an expert on the yeah, subject, but I feel a point. lot of pressure in that right now. <laughs> so I am not a TCK. Um... So my kids were obviously, well, not obviously all my kids were born in the U S both my husband and I are American citizens. Um, But then we, we've lived in various places. I'm going to use Bangladesh. That's the most recent place we've lived. And that's where my kids would say is what they know most. Like they were, they were old enough and have so many good memories there. So they lived in Bangladesh, this third culture. So they're not, They're not Bangladeshi by any means. They don't look Bangladeshi at (laughs) all. Um, They're not American. I mean, but they are Americans, but they've never really lived in America. Mm -hmm. And so they don't understand American culture. And they get sort of this culture of Bangladesh. But what they are is this third culture, which makes up their understanding and their really their uniqueness and their their perspective and. Um, understanding of the world. Yeah. So that's the third culture kid piece.
0: That's, I think, such a cool piece of it because I think often if you're not in this world, you think of, mm-hmm. oh, they're just that culture or this culture. And the reality mm-hmm. is that it's such a blend of the two that ends up, yeah, becoming this third culture that right. you have um, some cultural norms mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. one country and then you have cultural norms about this other country. And then you're like, but these don't necessarily always blend together in these no. cultures, right? And,
1: but also like my kids... Um, like I grew up thinking, oh, my kids, they're American. They must know these things, but they, all of my kids were about, well, the youngest two were about three weeks old when we left, you know, and moved them to the, back to the country we were living in in central Asia at the time. And so when we moved back to the States three years ago, um, (laughs) they went to school and they're like, mom. They say this this thing at the beginning of the class, <laughs> and they look at the flag, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, we didn't teach you the Pledge of Allegiance." Totally. Like, you know? And so they just thought that was, but they didn't know. And so those are things that you don't necessarily think of. Yeah. To prep your kids, I'm like, "Oh, you should know about American football. You should, yeah. you know, a little different." Things you should like know that, that when I, we say football, yeah. it actually means
0: American football, not soccer. It does. not it doesn't soccer, mean like soccer. But like also so. maybe if it means soccer, that's not the end of the world. Well, like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's just an example of yeah. like. Culturally, um, I thought my kids would, you know, they didn't come with all of the understanding that I did growing sure. up um in the US. Yeah, totally. And so they're still to this day kind of catching up on like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that oh, now. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: Um, just kind of pivoting here. Why member care for you? Like what drew mm. you to member care to want to be like I wanna be in this role or or uh, even just yeah why you're passionate about it.
1: I didn't choose the role. Yeah. <laughs> Love um, that. Love that. That's a good space I, to be. Um So I graduated with a degree in social work, um, and kind of thought I would work in an inner city school. Hmm. Um, I care deeply about the marginalized, Hmm. um, working with the poor, um, all throughout high school and college. That was really my heart. And so social work made a lot of sense. Um, and after college I ended up, uh, what I do after college, I'm, I joined, I started working with an organization called Food for the Hungry. Mm. Um, I moved overseas to Peru. Awesome. Um, and just loved what I was doing. Mm. Um, in one of my roles with Food for the Hungry, sorry, this is getting a little bit more no. into your- into No, this. that is what, is what I want. A little more depth. This is, um, this is what I want. So we, one of my roles landed me in Indonesia after mm. the tsunami. Um, yeah. I was invited to go help lead our our um, tsunami relief response wow. in Indonesia. Wow. So, that's where Mark also happened to be and yeah. he was running the internet cafe um, on the UN base camp. <laughs> no way. And so that's no where way. my husband and I yeah. met and he, and he was there with MAF at the time running this internet cafe. And so when I met Mark, he knew he was kind of headed in this trajectory of MAF. Yeah. And so that was, if, if I chose to, to pursue him or allow him to pursue yeah. me, like it was going to land at MAF. So But my heart was still had been really defined at a younger age of like, I want to work with the poor. I want to work with marginalized people. I want to know how to advocate for those who um, don't even really have an understanding of what that means. Or, you know, so... uh, So, but it made sense. I mean, moving kind of, it it, it fit with my heart Mm. of, of, of serving somewhere. I mean, I'd served over like, yeah, I'd been in Peru for a while. I'd done some other, I'd spent time in, in Guatemala and other countries in Latin America. And so we, we landed actually Central Asia was our first placement Mm. with MAF and I was got to be part of, it was already kind of a, an informal member care network, which really just fit with more of my social work degree and yeah. my understanding of caring for people, mm-hmm. meeting like social, psychosocial, emotional needs of people on the ground. Yeah. And so this group would just serve each other. There, At the time, there was probably 12 or 13 organizations on the ground mm-hmm. there. And so if a crisis happened in one organization, we would go and we would help debrief or connect or um, we would bring different seminars to the country so that cool. they could learn to engage even themselves have better um like self-awareness um how do you engage in community um and so that was just kind of that's kind of what i did it was very informal um i received more trainings on like critical incident debriefing Hmm. and um, working in war-torn areas and like what is what kind of support do you give what's a great how do you raise kids in these type of of um, environments Hmm. um So then we left Central Asia and moved to Bangladesh eventually. And but the current um, or at the time, the director of member care had just had always just sort of kept me in the loop and I was engaged um, with her. And then um, there was at one point she actually gave me a call and just said, hey, we're um, we're making this change. Um, Would you um, would you consider applying for something like this? Cool. Um, at the time I was, I was actually working in Bangladesh with um, refugees from mm-hmm. Myanmar that had just come over yeah. from the genocide that was happening in Myanmar and who they all landed in Bangladesh. Yeah, And so on my mind was kind of trauma informed care, human rights. Like, how do you, how do you begin to care in a responsible way mm-hmm. for these these human beings um, who I was beginning to view. Like I felt like these people were viewed as kind of the least of these. Mm. Like these are people that nobody wants. Like Myanmar doesn't want them. Bangladesh doesn't want them. Mm. Um, And so, but how do you, how can I look at someone? They don't speak my language. I don't speak theirs. How can I just express like you have value, you have Mm. dignity. God loves you. So that's just a little bit more into my heart, I think a little bit. And um, so Ruth well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who she asked if I would consider, and I, I, at first, I thought, no, this isn't. You know, that's not really. I love being on the ground. I love having like mm-hmm. my hands and Dirty, feet, if like, you will. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like kind of being in the mix. And, um, but actually, as I prayed and discerned, God, um, just revealed some different parts of my journey and exposure that He'd given me um, to deeper understanding of myself and himself. And it just felt like, no, this is actually, I, I think you should apply for this, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the experiences you've had, some of the education you've received, actually, um, it's going to make sense. And I'm going to walk through with you. And so we decided that I would apply for the director of member care role. Yeah. And here I am four years later. Come so on. why I like it, I, I find um, in any role that we're in, um, the 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 importance of being rooted in understanding who you are as God's mm. creation mm. Um, is so important. That's and good. that's really good. Um, and I just want to have a, a part of that. And going, look, if MAF is sending out people, I want to help those people be healthy. Mm. And we, as people, will engage in messy hard difficult situations and is there a way to just come alongside people in the midst of that and and not try and say hey let's just make this all shiny and pretty but how do you engage with it and go what's what's the bigger picture here what else can i understand god show me yourself and um, how can i be a part of this bigger community so that we can then reflect god Mm. to the people around us
0: yeah um yeah just what you said about like making people like essentially this obviously my paraphrase, but making people like see their place in the bigger picture of what the Lord is doing Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. overseas. Right. And, yeah. and even here as well, and and showing them like what it looks like to a be healthy, but be also to like flourish in mm-hmm. that space because um, yeah. there's surviving and there's thriving and, and yeah. to push um, for people to be thriving in where the Lord has them. Because I think,
1: in our mm-hmm. current climate,
0: like, we're being told, like, thrive in whatever gives you pleasure, whatever gives you right. um, the most excitement or whatever you feel happy in or whatever. And um for you to be able to say, like, and your team to be able to say, like, this is thriving while in a hard place, right. which has challenges. But this is also thriving, like, how the Lord has created us to thrive. Like, yeah. that is such a unique piece and mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why i was like when we were like coming up with this idea and yeah. like, i'm looking at our two videographers who uh, were in the room as we were talking about coming mm-hmm. up with this podcast like yeah member care was high on my list of like mm-hmm. one of the first guests because i was like this is like such an important piece of
1: mm-hmm. the
0: ministry of maf and also just the people of maf right like, yeah. you're caring for They're people so
1: valuable yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's super super cool mm-hmm. um you've had the lead uh in your four and a half years during some um Pretty challenging times. There Mm -hmm. there have been some challenging, um, situations that we've had with like Joyce Lynn's passing and, and Mm -hmm. dealing with, um, um, helping that team Mm -hmm. heal from that and helping people even here who have, who had relationships with her and her family, um, Ryan Coer's detainment, Mm -hmm. the instability of Haiti and, and Mm -hmm. some of these places that, um, we've talked about on various public platforms. Like, yeah, how do you do it? How do you, how do you and your team and, and you specifically, how do you, um, lead and, and mm. help people in those moments where maybe it's some of the hardest things that they've ever had to go through. Mm-hmm. I didn't prep you for this question either. You, so you I'm did, making you did not. The, I'm <laughs> like, that wasn't on the list. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like Thanks. pulling back the Thanks, curtain Nathan. of like, Hey, I give them a list of some of the questions. to <laughs> me. All right. I have to keep them on their toes. Uh,
1: you did. Um, you are. I thank you. <laughs> One, I think you highlighted, it's not just me. Hmm. And so there is a team of us. Um, And so, so there is that togetherness, um, to go, Hey, we're going to respond to this. And so let's, you know, coming together, praying together, um, even sharing some of the resources, like, how are we going to, how are we going to reach out? So there is, there is some level of, um, strategy, even I would say that we come together before, before we kind of launch out and either, either send an email to reach out and say, Hey, we know that this happened and we want to be available to you, whether that's talking, praying, just listening. Um, so there's that, but then I think, I'm thinking more about my mindset going into Mm. some of these things. Like when, when Joyce died, that was months into me taking this position. And I'm like, I, I've, I don't, I'm not, I just, but I had someone saying to me, like, for such a time as this, Heidi, you were yeah. here. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't have the answers, but no one's asking me for the answers right now. Yeah. What I want to do is just come alongside someone and just allow them to be real. Hmm. Like, and maybe they're going to feel like they can be real, you know, weeks, months after the incident. Hmm. We're still connecting with people as they process her death. Absolutely. And, um, and so it really... I don't know. This sounds cliche. But we're meeting people where they're at, and yeah. I don't want. I don't, and I want to learn to be okay with that. And mm-hmm. go. I'm not trying to push you on to something else or to be in a different place, but learning this is helping people acknowledge I'm in so much pain, or I, mm. I am so sad, or I'm so angry, or yeah, and let that be and yeah. let that sit for a little while. So yeah. ha- sometimes that's sitting in tension with people. Sometimes mm. that's rejoicing with people, you know, because they're seeing some clarity. Um, Um, but one, the, the sense is I don't have to have the answers. Mm. Um, and that's not what God's asking. And that's not usually what people want me to have. Well, this is what you need to do. And then we can wrap up that grief and you can move on. Um,
0: it's maybe the worst answer that you could have, right? Like like, I think of like when (laughs) people are like, like I'm coming to them and being honest and being like, Hey, this is like where I'm struggling or whatever. And, and they say like, well, you should do this. It's like, that's not what Mm. I need in that, in in the most raw moment. Right. Like, and so.
1: What most people need is just to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we, our team and myself, we have a lot of training in critical incident debriefing, mm-hmm. even in active listening. Yeah. And I mean, we can direct a conversation and we can direct through the grief curve. That's why my, my hand is going like this. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, I think at the end of the day, we're there to listen to people hmm. um, yeah. in specifically in situations like this. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Meeting people where they're at is something that I just, I love. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, one of the organizations I love, Young Life is very similar Mm -hmm. to that of like, they want to meet kids where they're at. And uh, I mean, that's essentially what we're doing at MAF, right? Like we're meeting people, whether we're on the field and and Mm -hmm. flying to the villages that people are living in or living in the places that Mm -hmm. they live in, or for you guys, like meeting people sometimes in their highest of highs and lowest of lows, like you are meeting them where they are at. And that's so cool. Yeah. I, I love that.
1: And I think that just to, to, to validate for people, like we go and wanting to have this, this massive impact, but often the biggest impact is it's on ourselves when we're there and seeing God work in us and using, you know, people in the villages or people in the mountains or people on the coast um, Mm -hmm. and just seeing, just understanding the bigger picture. And the world is just so much broader than, than I thought it was before I landed in some of these locations. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure
0: okay Mm -hmm. so um you can obviously get as deep as you want here um how do you prioritize your mental health as you're meeting people Mm -hmm. in their Mm -hmm. highest highs lowest lows Um, Mm -hmm. the reason i ask that is because i think a lot of people um don't know that balance i will be Mm -hmm. honest i don't always know that balance Mm -hmm. of like taking care of myself and taking care of um somebody else and and Mm -hmm. meeting that like how do you do it
1: yeah that's a great question i really appreciate it actually um there's a couple things. I don't always do it well. <laughs> totally. Um, totally. my husband will cont- attest <laughs> to that. Um, I would say one thing I do is I meet with a spiritual director mm. on a monthly basis, um, which just helps me kind of stop mm. and reflect and go, what's God doing right now? What can I be aware of that's even just bigger than me, but I'm a part of something else. Mm. Um, so that brings perspective. Um, one is just how like the only the only consistency about my day and my schedule is probably my morning and my evening, hmm. and so. But my morning is consistent with making my coffee, love it, Come letting on. my dog out, <laughs> nice, heck yeah, and sitting in the dark in silence, hmm. um, and just just saying, okay, God, here I am. I'm hmm. waking up, and I acknowledge different emotions that I'm feeling. Um, I'll sometimes if I wake up anxious or if I wake up really peacefully, like I'll just think through those things and. Hmm. Um, and then beyond that, it could look anyway. Usually, it's um, I might read scripture, I might journal. Um, that's a little less known, but it is yeah. it is it's a slow start to mm. what could be a really chaotic, busy day. Totally. Um, and then at night, as a family, we sit and we do some some reflective prayer. I guess we pray together as a family. We listen to a prayer of examine, mm. and um, we close out our day like that and pray for each other. Mm. So. Even just those pieces of um, rooting myself and yeah. reminding myself of truth and reminding myself of realities that are bigger hmm. than my own. Yeah. Um, it's not all spiritual. I also walk and run a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and so, but that's part of it is just being active, realizing there are things that just take so much out of me that I have to do things that are, are filling me up as well. Yeah. So, part of that is just one is being outside. That could be running, that could be gardening, that could be just literally sitting outside. Um, um, So those things and, and, and the other thing is to make sure that I'm still prioritizing my kids and my Mm, family. Like that's an important thing. Um, So,
0: I mean, I think that um, thinking through like the, that morning and night routine, right. Those are the, really the two times of the day that you can probably like mm-hmm. decently control to to some extent. Right. Like there's mm-hmm. there's some um, schedule to it where mm-hmm. you never know what you're gonna walk into on a day to day basis at, at work or um, even just the drive to work. There might be somebody in the car that cuts you off and you're like that throws me out. <laughs> I know right. like if the car is that space for you to be yeah. um, scheduled and regimented, it's probably not the best uh, mm-hmm. most consistent place. So I love the fact that it's both morning and night, like yeah. how you start your day and how you end your days rooted in, yeah and that's that's really cool
1: yeah
0: um you've talked uh and i know this because uh my wife and i run into you and your husband every <laughs> once in a while as well um but you are studying uh to I get am. your master's degree uh, what's leading you to that and like i would just love to hear more about that because i s- ran into you at a coffee shop and said yeah. oh boy you are like you are in the midst of it i like, am in the midst of what's it what's that yeah. like um on it's, top of a busy schedule like like you are full-time working and then also like yeah a mom and a and a wife and then also like you add in like and then uh, I, I chose know, just, to go to grad school yeah are you sick yeah
1: <laughs> i might be but i love it i love learning um and i think knowing what i know about myself is how i learn hmm. and my husband is so much different like he's like i want to learn about this so he'll just go read and study and research until he knows it all <laughs> i'm like i'd love to know about that but i don't and so yeah. i just i need the structure of a of school hmm. Um, like I said, my bachelor's degree is in social work and I'd always wanted my master's degree. Mm. And so um, I, I would periodically Google it throughout like life, um, you know, since I graduated 20 some odd years ago. (laughs) And I, I found the program and it was focused on, on human rights and, um, Mm. and trauma informed care. And like I said, having come from working with the Rohingya refugees Mm -hmm. um, and thinking about, People advocating for human rights for them and going, they don't even know what that is. But yet they deserve to be treated like people and seen as God sees them. And so um, that's where the, that's how, that's my connection there. And then trauma informed care, looking at the trauma that they'd experienced, trauma that I've been exposed to, that even people with an MAF have experienced, Mm -hmm. going, how, how do I care well for people Mm. who have experienced things beyond anything I can imagine? But what does it look like to validate them, to, to support and just, um yeah, just to come alongside them and meet like I said earlier meet them where they're at. So this program does that it's completely online um, it um, it's doing what I wanted it to do. it's expanding my understanding. it's oh. a different pers- it's um, the things I'm getting to study, the people I'm getting to study with um, the ideas that they're bringing mm-hmm. they're different than mine.'re um, they're, they're not all the same and so I get to see um kind of a bit like you were talking about, like, you know, there's, you're going to have an elephant. you didn't talk about an elephant. You talked about something, you you all experience something and then, but it's, it's different by each of them. And so in this class, I feel like we can all be in, in reading a a text and the takeaways are just completely different. Mm -hmm. And so the freedom to share and learn, um, is just wonderful to me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. Okay. Let's talk through Heidi outside of member care. Uh Um, Talk to me about like some of your favorite hobbies. You mentioned obviously being outside, going run, going for mm-hmm. runs, going for walks. Uh, what do you like to do outside of the office?
1: Outside of the office, um, well, those are things. It is. I mean, I'm attempting to learn how to garden. Oh, come um, on, yeah, that's the because challenge. That's it not, is. It's not easy. <laughs> it's I get not, that. But yeah. so we have successfully grown some tomatoes and peppers and few other things um so that um being a part of my i have three very busy active kids (laughs) and so part of my kids are my hobby i mean Mm -hmm. i would say like there's they all play soccer so i am an official soccer mom i would say but i claim that and i'm very proud to be a soccer mom we even drive a minivan so (laughs) there you go (laughs) orange slices do you do you provide i don't know that i do the orange slices as well but i mean that's yeah the minivan Um, is good enough yeah i'll take that (laughs) i i I love, I love running and exercising and, um, you know, we love skiing. So being that we live close to bogus, we get to, we ski a lot in the winter. Um, I would say reading, but most of my extra free time <laughs> is literally in school right now. Yeah. So, but when I have a large amount of time, I do enjoy just kind of diving into, to the readings that I get to do.
0: Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I'm like, I'm asking hobbies right after I talked about right. masters. So read. there's like, not a lot it of wasn't extra wasn't the smartest time, question on my end, yeah. but whatever. Um, you mentioned books, like Books, music, mm-hmm. uh, podcasts, what, what are some of your favorites that you enjoy Ooh, um, favorites. or, or that you're um, reading currently that you would recommend or, mm-hmm. or that you enjoy?
1: Yeah. I just finished a book called poverty by America, hmm. which I really enjoyed. Nice. Um, I, one of the books that I loved was Eugene Peterson's memoir. Mm, um, if yeah. you, if you've, if you've read that, if it. you not haven't, read it, but... I would suggest reading it. And then I'm in the middle of reading, um, beth moore's um but i can't remember the title of it right now yeah all um, something something yeah. yeah so yeah it's anyway that's it's her it's her memoir cool. um podcasts one that our whole family listens to is revisionist history yeah um it's just a it's a great road trip one for sure and so that's and like our boys just like go to sleep to it now at nice. night like so that's that's the podcast music my husband's gonna be so disappointed but i listen to country music oh. and so I'm so sorry. I like all of you have just are so disappointed right now. And so
0: thanks so much for this episode. So <laughs> we'll uh, see you later. But
1: we're talking about being authentically oh, ourselves. Yeah, sorry, and so sorry, sorry, I'm showing right, up bad, as sorry. I am. And I feel, no yeah, so I just, we're also in Idaho, so I can't really judge <laughs> I, it too exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> so there is a the rare occasion that I listen to country music, um, but I really listen to anything. Yeah. Um, yeah what else? Yeah. Music. Um, that's kind of, I mean, yeah, yeah that's probably a good a good smattering, I guess oh, yeah, it's, a, it's a bit of a glimpse into, into Heidi and her hobbies. And Absolutely. I love that. what I do.
0: I love that. Yeah. I minus the country music, but again, I'm not <laughs> judging. It's not, a, you're, you're being off. Aw- I enjoy good raw.
1: coffee. Does that gain yes. me any points? Thank you. And we
0: often run into each other at a similar coffee shop we do, that we just really enjoy. So I was like for this episode specifically, I'm like, we're yeah. leaving the coffee on the yeah. table. We're it's drinking perfect. coffee. Like it's, it's, it's got to be done. Thank yeah. yeah. I appreciate also it. local. Come on. Dawson Taylor. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Well, the last question that I have for you is um, maybe just a little bit more retrospective or, or introspective, not retrospective, mm-hmm. um, of your role um, can be a little bit more um, secondary to like the impact that's being had on the field, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. um, yep. naturally there might be this this um, disconnect at times of what you, got, you mm-hmm. specifically are doing and, and what's being done on the field. Um, but I want to like peel that layer back and just... Mm-hmm. How do you see your role um, contributing to the overall health of the ministry and, and what's going mm. on on the field and in headquarters? And I'd just love to know your personal take on mm. that. Well,
1: I love that. I'm not, like I said earlier, I love being like in the weeds mm. and on the ground. Um, and I'm far removed from that right now. Yeah. Um, in my role, I get to care for a staff of about, there's about nine staff that are on my team. Mm. And so your question about how do, how do I manage my own mental health and self care? Like I get to look at these mm. eight or nine people and go, how are you guys managing this? What do you need? Um, yeah. Because like people within MAF are our greatest resource. Mm. And so, although I'm not, I have I have less direct engagement with staff other on the field than the rest of my team does. Yeah. And that's on purpose. Um, because they just do a beautiful job. Cool. And so I feel like my job is to care for them as they care for and actually do kind of get their hands dirty and in the weeds and, and end up hearing and going through just hard things with other people. Yeah. So I feel like my role is critical because mm. the plane doesn't fly unless people are healthy. I mean, it does fly, but I mean, yeah. how, how we get to be in a community Um, depends on the health of people and Mm. how Christ is represented. And so, but I believe people experience God in a deeper way, even when they're in a healthy place. And so wanting people, like we said, to flourish, um, to be self-aware, others aware and God aware.
0: Mm. That's good. Mm I was thinking about this when you were talking of just like our mechanics and our pilot mechanics, Mm -hmm. uh, take a lot of time to care for these machines behind us, right? And make sure that they're doing it to the absolute best of their ability. And, you and your team get to do that so that those Mm. mechanics can be healthy so that they can make it an airplane uh, maintained correctly and Mm -hmm. make it fly in the way that it should. And, um, that's so cool. Like, I just think Mm. that, um, obviously this is a podcast about you, but I like one of the things that I just, I love as I've gotten to know you and your team is just, um, your intentionality to making sure that the, Mm. the people of MAF are cared for deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, but then even on top of that, like, your intentionality you specifically and and your husband as well of um, caring for those Mm. who are um, maybe voiceless or who have a quieter voice than um, Mm. what they deserve. Mm -hmm. And one of the just things that I love about MAF and I'm not trying to make this an MAF branded podcast (laughs) or (laughs) hype MAF up. um, But one of the things I just love about MAF is that um, we're going to people that don't even know that they don't have a voice and we're reminding Mm -hmm. them that they have uh, the same potential Uh, that we have in the States that they have the same um, God given rights of humanity that Mm. everybody else does. And and I just love that um, you just have a heart for that and that you want Mm. people, whether they're in Indonesia or Lesotho or Mm. in any other country that we serve in uh, to know that they are loved and cherished Mm. and um, desired by Jesus and that they've been like saved because of the Lord. And and Mm. that's such a cool thing about you specifically. And Mm. so thanks for, thanks for doing that. I appreciate you.
1: That was very kind. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, that was also off the record. She didn't know that was happening. Um, man, Heidi, yeah. thanks for hanging. Mm. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks. I'm, this is great. I'm I love this episode. This has mm. uh, been really really fun. Um, anything else you want to add? I'm putting you again on the spot. Anything you want to share? Anything that you guys are doing that's fun? That you just I don't know. Floor is um, yours.
1: The floor is mine. Um, like I said, we've got people headed out all over, heading out in the world. You know, to Lesotho, Congo, Indonesia. Um, Philippines Hmm. and um, London I mean I think so that's just kind of shows where our team's going what we're doing but other than that I would say I would give a shout out to my team Hmm. it's an amazing group of people Um, they love people really well and so I wouldn't really I I mean because of them I love what I do Hmm. yeah
0: that's awesome Heidi, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Um, For those of you guys that were uh, watching, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you listened, hopefully you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Check us out on YouTube or our socials because we have some cool airplanes and I think the set that our videographers put together is pretty rad. Um, As always, make sure you're following us on social. That's a shameless plug because that's what I run. Um, Get those numbers up, thanks. Um, Also, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Click the notifications bell as Destin said last time. Smash that button. Don't actually, that's the worst uh, but do click it just so that you don't miss an episode if, if that's what you're into and also make sure you subscribe to apple or spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts um as always thanks for watching thanks for listening uh 30 minutes of a podcast can be a, a long episode to listen to and so hopefully you guys are enjoying this uh feel free to let me know if how things are going uh you can always reach out to me on email social at maf.org or just shoot us a dm on any of our um social media platforms because i will personally see those um yeah thanks so much hope you enjoy we'll be coming at you uh with episode six i'll give you a little sneak peek that's going to be again with david holston uh and we're going to actually be talking about two um pretty fun anniversaries at two of our programs uh just recently and are recently celebrating so that'll be coming out here in about a month uh with that thanks so much have a great rest of your day and we will see you next time on from the hangar